You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. It is a beautiful, actually, it's not beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to lie and tell you it's great. It's just not. It's been cloudy and overcast, and, and actually, we're getting cold weather this a week. A little bit of rain, but we can't we're go We're supposed complain. to get 29 degrees. Listen. We, but the people, if you're from Florida, South Florida, people get excited when it's cold because the women get I to wear I get their, excited when it's cold. Every woman says, I get to wear boots. Exactly. And, you know, when we first moved here, because it was really hot up until Christmas time. I remember yeah. around Christmas, I wanted we to wear... We were still in the 80s. Yeah, I wanted to wear some of my jackets. And I, I was thinking, am I going to give away all this stuff? Why did I bring it here? And now... Thank you, weather. Yeah. <laughs> I have a we have, reason. We have a day. I have a reason to keep my little, um, <laughs> my little jackets and my fur, uh, fall fur. As if you need a reason, right? <laughs> 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 no, it's been a great winter here. It's actually, and I really, you know, I, I've never enjoyed the rain. Never liked the rain, but I don't mind it here because it's. Uh, That's because it's not uh, hurricane season yet. Right. We we'll haven't talk, had a hurricane. We'll we talk haven't, about it. Yeah, then. we haven't done a hurricane yet. I'm so scared. Are you? I am. I'm really not. I mean... I do not like storms. No, but here's the thing. I've been in L.A. when there's been an earthquake in L.A. Now, if you read it on the news, you'd think half of L.A. was dead, right? And everything was destroyed. That's different. And it's like one warehouse in, you know... Northridge or something and no it's different no, I know there's worse ones when, but the thing when is, I lived is in Texas and they have lots and lots of thunderstorms I was always scared they are they are loud in <laughs> Vegas we got flash floods often and that, when you get flash floods, I mean, I've been, in, I've been in some nasty, nasty flash floods, you know, the ones you're not supposed to be in. I know, but it still feels different. I don't know. To me, when they're going to say like, oh, this is a category and I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going west. As soon as they say that C word. <laughs> yeah. You're heading, you're heading north. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we've got, we've got this place, this house we're in has got storm shutters and like steel things that close up and I, I think we'd just be in here we just need a generator i'm still scared and some supplies we got to become preppers if you're going to live in florida i think you i think you just have to be to <laughs> some, at some to. level you have to be a prepper <laughs> you, you just know? want to well it's kind of you know get all your little water bottles all, yeah. all organized in a row and it looks good it looks good to be a prepper <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, our last podcast, we talked about my heart issues back in the day and yes. whatnot. And you had mentioned that stress management was a big part of. Well, and and here's the thing, you know, when when you like bef years before we met, you were diagnosed with um, heart disease. And then I remember that you told me about that when we met and then, you know, but you still wanted me. I, I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, Baldy. <laughs> and it You're looking was, pretty good today. <laughs> I'm not to worry. But, um, you know, at, at the time, working for yourself, um, you couldn't afford health insurance. Neither one of us, really. So right. we didn't really go to the... We, I guess we don't really go to the doctor anyway. You know, and the reality is we probably could have afforded it, but it just... 
what everybody said it was it was it felt un- wrong. Everybody <laughs> said <laughs> we I'm have to just, be martyrs. I'm just not paying entrepreneurial for martyrs. This much. No, it was just like like I was new to the country, right? And and so everybody says, oh, if you're working for yourself, you can't afford it. And so I just never really looked you into it. You never look into it. <laughs> that was enough for me. Was, oh well. Okay, I guess I can't afford you it. Can't then. afford it. Well, you hate. You hate going to the doctor, so maybe I, that I, was. I don't hate going hate to the doctor. Going to I the just doctor. don't find the same need that some people do. I I I know people that you know if they get a runny nose, they're over in the emergency. Room. I am the same way. I I don't hate it, but or if they see something what, on the what internet, I dislike they feel about they probably it, have that now, and they go and get that checked out. Oh, that's yes, that's. I'm true. not that guy. That's my mom. <laughs> I put my own stitches in. I've stitched myself. Uh, Stop it. I remember that. You were so happy about it too. Well, because I bought these really cool stitching kits, you know, and I finally got to use one. That a prepper (laughs) sold it to you. (laughs) There you go. He was a nice guy that owned the gun store. Yep. No, but it was, it was, I felt quite accomplished that I was able to stitch my, my hand. But you know, you can't quite do an MRI at home. So <laughs> sometimes you got to yeah, go. Some, some things you have to go to see a physician. Actually, yeah, anyway, that's a bad habit. At that point you had, when I met you, mm-hmm. you had, your leg was broken. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah. I'd broken. And you, I didn't know it was broken. I was training for a fight. Right. And I, I would go in and I would kick the bag for about a half an hour every day before I trained so I could stand the pain because it hurt so bad. That was before we met because I but would not kick have it, let you do that. You kick it long enough, it just kind of gets numb and then I could train, right? So you I know did that for a month. Do you know that's like a... Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It seemed logical at the time. I was going to say mental health, but sure, stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's well. If, if stupid's considered mental a health, a mental health issue, I guess I've got mental health issues. Check. But, yeah. Well, so so when your leg got infected, because mm-hmm. because you were doing that, <laughs> <laughs> you went to that doctor. That was right after you met. I remember actually here in yeah. Florida. And they took... Well, after he cleaned it it out, I had an inch and a half by a half inch of exposed bone on my shin. No, I remember that. But remember you went to the doctor and he's like, he didn't know you were there. And he was like, whose heart is that? He He said, what the H is that? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm down the hall. He doesn't realize I can hear him, right? (laughs) Because what the H is that? And that's when I discovered how enlarged my heart was. Yes. <laughs> it was a buddy of mine had a clinic here in Florida, actually. Yeah. And it was, I met you at the Arnold, and yeah. I remember meeting you, and I was so high on painkillers because the pain was just unbelievable. My leg was probably three times normal size. Yep. And, uh, and I was in so much pain. I was supposed to be in the hospital. I remember that. I left the doctor's office. He thought I was going to check myself in. Yep. And instead, I went to the airport. Right. And went to the Arnold Classic, too. You see? I was shooting for Mental oxygen. health again. <laughs> <laughs> well, oxygen was counting on me. A lot of people, you know, we had to shoot covers and training yeah. layouts. And, yeah, might as well die. But I met you there. <laughs> yes, you did. And I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And so, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I met you that night, apparently. So, God knew you were going to make those ridiculous decisions yeah. you send me a crazy brazilian <laughs> check to no so so you found out you had a very large heart that was years what seven eight years after after the, i was given the death sentence yeah. after you were giving a death sentence and um 
Anyway, I didn't really much pay attention to that. We started dating. We dated almost five years. We got married. It's going to be 10 years this year. And and then after that, um, you start having real problems. And after you wanted we- a refund. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> no, and I was Where's like... Where's the bill? Where's the bill? I was like, <laughs> you back. just marry me. You are not dying. <laughs> okay? I got plans. <laughs> not on my watch. And so <clears throat> you start having those TIAs. Yeah. And, uh, and every single time that you had them, it was after a very, very stressful situation. Right. Right? And so me from the outside looking into it, you, it became quite obvious, you know, to, to, to see how much the stress in, impacted. And, you know, TIAs are basically, you we, know... They call them mini-strokes. Mini-strokes. So what it is, you get... It, it looks at, smells, tastes like... A stroke, but you don't have any residual. It's basically it's saying, it's "Listen, the big one is coming." Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you got to do something about it. But you didn't do anything about it. I didn't even go to the doctor. <laughs> you didn't, didn't even didn't go to the hospital. No, not to the. No. Yeah, see. Well, I eventually those are, went. Those are times that you probably should have gone to the doctor, I but I could not I, drag you. You I, are twice I, as big. I eventually went. So then it was. Um, Right after Christmas in 2013, we got met, we got married 2012. Right after Christmas 2013, right before New Year's, um, we were at the gym, and you explained at the last podcast, podcast that yeah. you actually tried to have a heart attack. Well, I didn't want to have a stroke and be sitting in, at home in the corner blowing bubbles, and just I didn't want that life. And so and I'd rather just have the heart attack and go. If I'm going to go anyway, I just want to get it over with, right? right. And, and so then we halfway, went to the gym. It was between Christmas and New Year's, and I went to the gym, and I said, you go do your thing, I'm going to do mine. And I trained as hard so as angry. I possibly could yeah. trying to make it happen yeah. so it would just happen. And then he did. And then you started feeling horrible and then you had to change your heart on the way home because you're driving <laughs> well it was just I, I just i knew like i didn't want to you know I, I would rather be in the hospital and there's somebody you know rather than just in the car you right know, beside you i think that would be a horrible thing to do to you right <laughs> terry <laughs> okay that brain of yours uh anyway uh well so we got we, over to the hospital and go, i went we inside went, you went and parked the yeah, car and, and you went inside and you were there for five days and basically they were they were kind of useless in in my opinion. I think if we polled fifty guys, I think I think fifty guys from Saskatchewan, Canada, <laughs> I think those fifty guys would understand that train of thought. I don't and care about forty nine. I care about one that married me. <laughs> the one bonehead you married. The one bonehead you picked. So so anyway, we go inside. We 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 go inside. You're there for five days. They run so many different tests. And it came out and they didn't really have a solution. Yeah, they didn't have a solution. You know, they wanted to give you, like, you know, I'm not against medication, but I... I want to know. No, a and I'm good not saying you shouldn't to, take yours. It's right. just that they didn't really know what the problem was, and they didn't have a solution. But they had a battery of drugs they wanted me to take. Yes, and five, none of it made any sense. Five so, different ones, exactly. And it was most of them was like to counteract, counteract the, the other one. The other, 
And the main one was high blood pressure, which... Well, I never had high blood pressure. You never had it. They made a mistake. They came in and put the cuff because you didn't have a... I had big arms then. And uh, they came in to put the cuff on me. I had big arms then. And so the cuff wouldn't go on my upper arm. So she kind of sort of half did it on my forearm. and, And, you know, I mean, they come every... 15 seconds or whatever and test your blood pressure. They don't, not that often, but they yeah. come often throughout the day and yeah. check your blood. The one time I had high blood pressure right. was that time. The other right. times they used the bigger cuff, the leg cuff, and it worked just fine, right? right? And so so somehow they derived from that that I had high blood pressure and I've never had high blood pressure in my life, never had it since. Right. But that, so it's like, I'm not taking those stupid pills, <laughs> you know? And then there was some other drug to counteract that. And then I had the, right. it was just a whole, it was just like, none of it made sense. And they couldn't really justify why I needed this stuff. And I'm right. not, I'm not, I'm not it's taking basically, I, I feel like they were, it was all liability. Like, okay, so we're going to give you blood thinners, you know. And, and really, and, yeah. And just, if, if your doctor gives you meds, you know, don't say, oh, well, Terry Goodlad said, you know, <laughs> I, I made that decision. Maybe sure. it wasn't the best decision. Maybe it was, I, I don't know, but it's just what I decided to do. Yeah. And, and I think, you know. What I did hang on to though, is the, uh, what do they call it? The little nitroglycerin for heart attacks yeah i kept those in my pocket for a while <laughs> just in case just in case yeah, do you still so, have them no no i tossed them a long time ago good well and here's the thing and so while you're laying bad thinking you're gonna die no this is from the other pod a lot of the stuff we talked about in the other podcast right. but just recapping if you didn't listen to the other one right um and uh, anna, on the other- anna spent five days researching all of this stuff because right. we weren't getting any answers and and you know you went down a few rabbit holes and you basically yeah. ended up with okay gut health and inflammation right and then stress and then stress which affects gut health and inflammation exactly and so it, it and a lot of things affect gut health and inflammation and right. in your case um you you were a sickly kid when you know you had a lot of different you had to say it that way <laughs> you were you told me sickly? that I'm like little Timmy all bent over with a cane. You're not anymore. A jacket with the holes in the elbows. You had everything. Yeah, I did have everything. What do you have? Meningitis. I had meningitis, rheumatic fever, uh, oh, measles, mumps. Uh, so you... Whooping cough. You took a lot of different rounds of antibiotics and medicine because you had to. Yeah, and because also, because I had was in congestive heart failure for all those years, I had pneumonia almost right all the time so you're always on antibiotics every time you take prednisone or antibiotics or whatever you know again take it because they'll save your life but afterwards you should rebuild you something to fix your it. gut health and if you don't it, it just increasingly gets worse and so there's all that side the nutritional side um that we cover on our last show the other side that we haven't talked about is stress Mm -hmm. and in your case something that we have discussed a little on this show not too much but you have had ptsd for yeah yeah you've dealt with forever you know um you were a cop a swat cop so there's that there's you know there's all different reasons and and the way i was raised the way you're raised a whole lot of stuff right so it's basically your whole life yeah and and so I started going in different forums and it's like just all kinds. I don't even remember. I feel and I know that God led me to all this 
different websites because he wanted me to see those answers because honestly I'm not I always say I'm not smart enough to have to you know to come up with that on my own but it was pretty obvious that um, PTSD which is basically high, you're high stress you're triggered yeah you're waking up every day well not every day almost every day a lot of days most days you're waking up at you know at a, at a scale of one to ten you right. can be waking up at 10, you know, or you might be waking up at seven or, but you're already, you're deep into the way ahead. Yeah, you're and, deep into the, into and you know, in, in your case it's PTSD, but, uh, this can also be from, you know, somebody that have very, very, very stressful job or, mm -hmm. the, or a variety of stressful the, marriage, the, stress, you know, sick in, kids, whatever, divorce. I mean, anything, right. you know, uh, loss of a family member, jobs, so many things, lousy bosses. You exactly know? is that constant you know it's not it's not a weekend it's, a chronic, it's not a month it's a it's chronic, it's a, it's chronic stress and and so what i started seeing it was a pattern and this was a lot of military guys and and you know that also had ptsd that had physiological effects from the ptsd yeah and heart attacks, strokes, or what is seen to be, or eventually would turn into one. And so that's something that you and I discussed. And you said, okay, I'm going to be a lot more proactive on managing stress. And one of the things, you, you did many things. And I'm, I'm going to mention the ones that I noticed, and then I'm going to ask you yep. what do you feel that were the biggest ones? No, I'm stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have told me <laughs> but honestly the, the the first thing that i noticed and that i know that was a a hard change for you and it was a big one but you you got very good at developing boundaries um for yourself since then, since then. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, you know, if you were, if you need a rest, you, you would never say no ever mm -hmm. to anyone at any point in time. It didn't matter if you didn't sleep for 24 hours, you still keep going. You know, mm -hmm. some, if anybody would ask you for something to the point that made you sick. And I've noticed that you started to prioritize your health. And so if you look at your schedule and you can't do it, you don't say yes anymore. You just say, you know, I can't do it. How about this day instead? And so it's it's not selfish because you are not a person that is capable of being selfish. You know, you were so the other way that um, it just became healthy. Um, and so that took time. But slowly you start, like, you would get your phone. It didn't matter, day or night, you know, you would always get and your phone. now I never get my phone. <laughs> and now you never get your phone, yes. But, you know, whatever it needs to be. But you, you did that. You prioritize. And then the second thing, and that's probably an even bigger change, is that you go to sleep now. Mm -hmm. You actually go to bed and not only go to bed, but you start to develop like a routine because you can't work until 10 o'clock at night and expect, okay, shut it down. I'm going to go sleep now because you don't sleep. Right. And so 
slowly you develop the routine and you figure out what works, right? And so that, I mean, we know how badly lack of sleep affects the body. Like right. it, it's, it's terrible. Well, that's the thing. Like, like uh, just talking about the sleep thing um, and anybody that's had PTSD knows that, you know, sleep is the hardest thing. Right. right. It's one of them. Well, it's a very hard thing. It's not the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it be, and the reason is, is because of the dreams. <clears throat> And, and the analogy I use to explain, it's really hard to explain to somebody who has never experienced that, but if you've ever had a dream that your partner cheated on you, right, and you wake up the next day, and you know they didn't cheat on you, you're just, just mad dream, at them. but you're mad at them as if they did, <laughs> right? that's what PTSD is like. Right. It's real. Is that it is so real that it actually uh, alters your perception of the day or of everybody else. And and the worst part is, is it makes you feel bad about yourself. Right. And then you start that downward spiral. And and when you can't get away from it, and, you know, I used to have at times, I mean, I'd get days that would be like over, over a month every right. night. Every and night. so what I would do is I just wouldn't sleep at night. I'd work all night. Right. And you were with me during those times. I'd just work all night. I remember yeah. sitting... <laughs> <laughs> Hannah was so sweet and I'm sitting here at the computer she says let's go to bed and I'm going no no I just got to finish up a little bit of work so I'm sitting there working and then I'm falling asleep in front of the computer and I wake yeah. up and I look at her and she's just sitting there staring at me I'm just looking at him and then he would look at me he's like yeah I think I'm ready to go to bed and it literally it makes me think of my three-year-old right now who does the, the same thing he does the same thing it's just he I was, didn't cry I don't cry he does. You, maybe you cried inside. <laughs> I was crying inside. <laughs> but that's the thing. And so what I would do is I would nap during the day uh, right. because I never had any problems during the day, right? And so, you know, so but many sometimes years... sometimes you didn't nap because you well, were right, too busy. Too busy, you know? And so, I mean, I it's not unusual to go 24, 48 hours with no sleep, you right. know? And when you do that, it just makes everything a thousand times worse. But the physiological effect on your body is very dramatic when you do that. And yes. if you're chronically doing that, right. you know, it, it will damage your body and it will damage your heart. You so know? what, you're end up with a heart what changed? Uh, it was a number of things. Um, and I think it just sort of depends what you're doing at the time and where you're at. Um, I like to say I manage it and I manage it very well now. Yes. Um, and I think I manage it very well. There are a couple of things that might come up that, um, it's, that, that, it's rare right now. It's a rare, it, but yeah. it's a very rare thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and not like it used to be, it used to be, you know, having a day where you didn't have the dreams was rare. Right. You know, when I first met you. Well, I remember like when that. you, when you had like sometimes five, six days that you were just at home, didn't want, yep. didn't leave the house, didn't, you know, you it's, could, it's just hard. You, couldn't you, function. you can't answer the phone. You can't, you know, you just, you know, you just can't. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, and then all of a sudden a it's gone of, and you're normal. Yeah. And a lot of people that's, you know, a lot of people will turn to alcohol or drugs and right. that's wise because it's literally how, like you have no control over this. Right. And it just overtakes everything. And so sometimes. And how come you never did? I, I know the um, answer, but. You know, for me, you know, I, I grew up with, you know, I was, I don't know my biological father, but my adopted father was an alcoholic. Right. And uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic. My mother was a drug addict. And I just, 
wasn't going down that road. Right. You know? And so, um, I just, just sheer will just didn't want to do that, yeah. you know, but I will admit there are times when I've gotten in a pattern where I'll go a couple of weeks or a month having one drink to go to bed just because it helps me go to sleep. Right. Well, after a while, you know, one drink isn't enough, right. you know? And so I, and I've done that a few times in my adult life, but it doesn't make it better. It actually makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really what changed everything for me, you know, there's a lot of, there's some mechanical things like, you know, as you know, I think you think I'm not sometimes, I know Elaine thinks I'm not sometimes, but, um, the time management thing is a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. If I manage my time, then I can mentally prepare myself for the different phases of the day rather than, you know, getting overworked or not getting enough done or whatever Mm -hmm. that keeps me on track. Um, little things like everything's got to be spotless mm-hmm. you know when things are bad everything's got to be spotless you yes. know yes that's one of those things and it's just trying when, to, when i wake up in the morning and then all of a sudden <laughs> terry's pulling all of the sheets from all the beds <laughs> all at the same time they're in the laundry room okay just got the and bucket and mop and frantically back vac- vacuuming and straightening i already know i'm like <laughs> that must have been a rough night yeah <laughs> And, you know, I'm not laughing because, and sometimes I'm like. Ah. Well, really it does. It, it's a very simple, non-destructive thing that really does Help. make me feel better. Right. It helps. Right. And so that's what I do. Right. And, and, um, you know, writing for me helps a lot expressing myself. Uh, I've got, it's incredible wife that I no. sit and can talk to. And that's the other thing. The hardest thing is to talk about it. Uh, and I've, tried to talk about it with other people before and you get a whole bunch of different responses that are more about their ability to deal with what they're hearing. Right. Rather than, whereas you, you just listen extremely well and you get right in there with me and and it's just the acceptance of, because there's some, sometimes there's some pretty dark stuff there to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's that acceptance. Um the other thing, and it's been the biggest thing and the thing that has absolutely helped me the most, and I know this is going to sound horribly cliche, but it's just the truth, and it's been my relationship with God. Right, and that's you know, I, Becoming yeah. a Christian. So there are the mechanical things you can that I do, yeah. keeping things clean and orderly. Um, uh, I, I, I don't answer my phone because it may not be my best time or it will wear me down or it will, you know, I don't know. So what it is is leave a message mm-hmm. and then I pick a time in my day when I call people back. Right. And that's a good time of day for me where I can be productive, clear, do what I got to do. Right. And that's what I'm doing. Right. And then it's done. Uh, having somebody else in charge of my time very easily runs trigger. away on me. Yeah. And that can become a trigger, you know. And so, um, yeah, people don't like when I don't answer my phone, but that's... And, you know, when I'm having a hard time in the middle of the night, they're not there, are they? They're sleeping soundly, so I really don't care what they think. Right. And at one time, I really did. And yes. I think that's a cultural thing. Where I come from, that's what you do. Right. You know, you you answer the phone. Now, you're not getting hundreds of calls a day either. Right. You know, you're getting two or three. And so you answer the call. Sure you do. But right. it's it's uh, But that's definitely a cultural thing. Um, my walk with God is been about you know accept him as my personal savior right obviously um so my sins are forgiven which 
is an easy thing to say. It's always hard, I think, for every Christian that I've ever talked to is it's easier for God to forgive you. God gives you forgiveness. Yes. Um, it's harder to forgive yourself. Right. But I've learned to accept that scripture. And the more I read my Bible, the more I see evidence of that right. in scripture. And it's easier to accept and it's easier to let myself go. And it's easy to understand. Like, uh, if you want to understand that part, go watch the the, the chosen mm-hmm. the series because you see the apostles; they're all train wrecks. <laughs> Everybody's a train wreck, right? You know, but they were chosen for a reason, right. and it makes sense. You know, right. so do yourself a favor and go watch that. You can watch it and just download the app and watch it, or yeah. you can watch it on YouTube, I think, and yeah. Pure Flicks and, and a whole yeah. bunch of different places. But uh, managing stress, there's a few verses that I go to. The first and main one is Philippians 4, 6, 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And so when I'm having a hard time, I just try to give that to God. And I know that that's, you know, when you're a Christian, you understand spirits, or you learn to come to understand spirits. And that's an evil spirit. Right. You know, and so I go into Ephesians then, and this is probably one of my favorite, the love chapter and this one are probably my favorite chapters, but uh, uh, Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And so what it is, it's not the people around me. Mm-hmm. That is the fight, even though this person is annoying me or that guy mm-hmm. cut me off in traffic and this. And and it's always that day when you're having the bad day. Always. That there's always that jerk that honks at you yep. and this guy that cuts you off and something fall off the thing and a check bounced and, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, today, I'm having yeah. a horrible day today. Today's yeah. a bad day for me. Yeah. Right? And what We did not want to do this podcast. And today's just been one kick in the crotch after another, you yep. know, for me, right? Yep. And And my police pension check came yep and when i deposited it they put a stop payment on it because they thought it was lost <laughs> the check and yeah so like because it came two weeks late or something yeah three it came weeks two late. weeks late yeah. and, and i let them know it was late so I, they put a stop on it and then a check shows up i thought it was a replacement check well it wasn't it was the first one blah 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 but that's how the days go right and and at those times you know you've got to you got to give it to god and understand that that's it's not the humans around you yeah it's that's a battle in the spiritual realm. It's not flesh and blood. Exactly. And so this battle inside is not flesh and blood, and you battle that through prayer. Right. And and prayer is about acknowledging God, thanking Him for who He is, and, and that He is, you know, the leader of your life and the king of the universe, and, you know, and then, and then asking forgiveness for your sins. And once you've done that, you've been forgiven. Right. And then He can come into your life. Yes. He can come into you in the Holy Spirit and lead, and, you. And, lead you and protect you, and he'll put a hedge of protection around you if you ask for that. There's another verse, you know, ask and it'll be given, knock and the door will be open, ask, or, uh, seek and you'll find. If you ask, it will be given. You know, right. if you ask for that protection, it'll be given. You right. know? And, uh, and then there's another one, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Sometimes I don't know why things are happening, but there's a bunch of bad things happening. Mm-hmm. Well, 
usually when my worst days are right before I have an amazing day. Yes. Because the enemy's going to try to throw you off. He's a yeah. thief. He's yeah. going to try to take your happiness. He's going to try to take your joy. He's going to try to make you make bad decisions yep. so he can take your life or take your liberty or take your money or whatever the case may be, right? Um, those are those are the main ones. And again, I mean, there's so many in the Bible, but those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and that, again, you know, did it get rid of the PTSD? No, at this point in time, for some reason, God still wants me to have that. You know, and we think, okay, well, when you become a Christian and you give your life to Christ, everything is get, gets good. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They what it is is he'll be with no you. no promise. You no, know. if anything goes the other way. But the thing of it is, is it's like, it's like okay, it's like, okay, now I'm a Christian. When I go and train legs, you know, I won't have to try very hard. My legs will just get big. <laughs> it's not Christmas, you know. You, you don't get everything for free. Right. What it is is, you know, you get what you get for free, and it wasn't free, yes. is grace. Yes. And Jesus died on the cross for that. So right. we would have grace if we ask for forgiveness, we're forgiven. Right. And that's probably the greatest gift of all. Everything else, I know that with God I can get through it because he'll get me through it. He'll never give you more than you can handle. And the things he gives you is, in my experience, my 62 years, every hard thing I've been through has prepared me for something else. Right. Either it's to share some wisdom with somebody, have compassion for somebody, mm -hmm. because I was just there. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so, this idea that, uh, like, I, I know oh, there isn't a, I, there's a guy I know, and oh, there isn't a God, because if there was, he wouldn't let my mom die. And it's like, well, we're all going to die. Right. You know what I mean? And you go through that hardship, you know, that doesn't mean there's no God. Right. It has nothing to do with that. No, and, and you know, we, we have at our U groups, you know, there was a, somebody there, that uh, wonderful, wonderful lady, and she's really struggling with some pain. Yes. And, and you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe good can come from that too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we, you know, we as humans, we just want all struggle to go away. Well, my, you know, my uncle just, just took his own life in October. Right. Right. This guy was like my brother. Yeah. He was my older brother. Yeah. Two he was two and a half older. years older right. than me, and he was my brother. I idolized this guy. Yeah. And uh, and he took his own life, and I, I still, right now, can't see the good in that. Right. Because I'm mourning and right. hurting. Right. But I'll. But something good can come from it. If there's anything, is like you know, many many times, you know, you know the. People with PTSD, you know, you struggle with wanting yeah. to take your own life. Yes. You know, that's a very real thing. And seeing how that affected me and everybody around him. Mm -hmm. Which I, he, I would, he didn't believe would affect anyone. No, he didn't that's, think he mattered. That's right, the whole thing. Right. And see, the whole thing is, is it showed me that, yes, right. you can't just do that because it does affect the people that you love, the ones that really do love you. You know, they are deeply affected by it, you right. know. So, would you call that something good? Yeah, I'd call that something good because I would never, ever consider that now. Right. You know, yeah. even on my worst day, I just wouldn't. Right. You know, and, and, and I'm sure other great things came. I mean, I've, I've got a flood of great memories. I feel horribly sad for him. I regret that I didn't talk to him more, you know, you, all of that. Yeah. Uh, so, I've gotten better at, Reaching out. Reaching out to people. You know right. what I mean? Um, 
and so that's just it. That's what God gives you is he gives you hope that something good will come from difficult times and he gives you grace. Jesus Christ gave us grace by his death. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus Christ also gave us the Holy Spirit. God lives within us. Yeah. As the Holy Spirit, as Christians we believe that and and that's that little voice inside that tells you go left go right, don't do this, don't do that or you better you should do this. Hey, that's the wrong thing. You or know? like Cadence says to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. She goes, "Mom, I'm really, really, really trying to be a good kid, but the devil made me do this. <laughs> How can I argue with that, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so, so my walk with God has really drastically reduced my stress because I don't, you know, for me, stress You is, don't carry that load alone anymore. Well, no, and I realized this. I realized I don't carry it alone, and that it's a it's a it's a supernatural battle. It's not with flesh and blood, right? So this person being a jerk, it's like you know I'm gonna like, like, like I used to hear people say, you know, oh this guy just chewed me out, so I'm just, I'm gonna pray for you. And to me, right. it seemed like a passive aggressive, you know, f right. you, you right. know what I mean? Right. And it was just like, no, I get it now. Right? It's like really, I'm gonna pray for you the because prayer, the prayer is a, is is a lift, fight. Is to, <laughs> that is the fight. Yeah. You know, this guy is just. Yeah, some guy at some point was running down to see what Santa brought him. And I I was having that conversation actually the other day with a friend, and it's like, you know, we don't always see justice or fairness in this life, and we have to be okay with that, knowing that there's going to be justice and fairness at one point. Because life's not about us; we are just servants. And if you look at yourself, if you if you grasp the concept at that God point, is not everybody's going to have to come before God and answer for the things that they've done. Right, but it's if you not look our at, problem to sort them out. If you look at it and say, okay, God is not here to serve me. Right. I'm here to serve God. Right. And and understand that there's a thief, there's an enemy, yeah. Satan. Yeah. And so why is it God's fault that everything is happening? Right. You know, people have free will. And they're, the, the whole thing is that there's good and evil here. Mm-hmm. And you pick a side. Mm-hmm. And whichever side you want to be on, that's the side you're on. And I choose to believe in God. And that's my faith. I believe God exists. I believe the Bible's real. I believe Jesus Christ walked the earth and he died for our sins. And I believe the Holy Spirit lives within me. And that belief... That faith, uh, because of it, I'm still here. That's true. I'm still here because uh, I just believe that, okay, like I, after that incident there, you know, it's just like, okay, God, I, I think I really want to live. I want to live. Decided I want to live. Yep. You know, and, uh, and, and that's, I believe he performed a miracle with me because I was, you know, severely enlarged heart i had an ejection fraction of 35 in 2001 and just congestive heart failure got progressively worse supposed to be dead by 57 you had afib i had atrial fibrillation i no longer have afib right i my ejection fraction is 65 which i was told was impossible and i said well hey the test results are right next door go next door and see you guys yeah. took them you know um that's where I'm at, and so I'm and here. So then he said, "I healed you here, three dollars to raise." <laughs> See this crazy Good Brazilian lad. girl? <laughs> oh, you're so strong! Oh, exactly. 
<laughs> You're not old. <laughs> Abraham lived well over 100 years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to live well over 100 years. <laughs> but that's the truth. And so and so that's uh, you know stress management, life management, all of it. You know, I I would suggest everybody's got stress and a certain amount of stress is actually healthy. You know, mm-hmm. it motivates us to move forward. Uh, it's good to have bad days, you know, because if you're smart, what you do is you look at yourself first, not like, hey, everybody else has got to change, but what can I do to make it better? Right. How can I change? How can I improve? Uh, and that was that was an empowering thing. If it's somebody else's fault that your life is miserable, you can't change it. If it's your fault your life is miserable... You can yep. change it, yep. right? And so I'm the first one. If I'm gonna, if I, and I'm not good at pointing fingers because I don't like to do that. I don't see a lot of productive or productive anything coming from that. Yeah. Um, I like to break things down, analyze what went wrong, what are the factors that need to change, and stop placing blame. But if you're gonna blame anybody, take ownership of that. Blame yourself because now you have the power to change it. Right now, you might have to quit your job to change it. You might have to talk to your boss to change it. You might have to seek another career. It might not happen today. It might happen a month from now, but you can change it. You have the power to do that, right? Yep. If it's your responsibility. That's right. If the house is a mess, should I yell at my wife or should I just get off my butt and go clean the house? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> on that note (laughs) (laughs) anyway I hope this uh, I hope this helps somebody if you got any questions you can contact me tgoodlad at me.com please visit goodlad don't call his phone yeah don't call my phone (laughs) Uh, please visit goodlad unscripted I'm writing stuff all the time now just so happy to be back writing again love doing it thank you very much Anna we'll be back in a couple days with another episode of goodlad unscripted the podcast (laughs) 